So, folks, here we are. Obviously, coming into 2024 shortly, which means that we're going to have a presidential election coming up. And it's looking like Donald Trump is the front runner at this moment. I mean, as hard as that seems to believe, Donald Trump appears to be the front runner. Despite all of the indictments, all of the litigation that's going on, it's because the people that like Donald Trump, they don't know about any of those indictments. They don't know that it's being talked about literally on a daily basis, what he's done and the impacts of that and how bad it truly is for him. They don't know any of that because they don't watch the TV channels where that's actually being broadcast. You know, they're on Fox News and all this kind of stuff. So the base really only sees the rallies. They only hear the little social, you know, uh, things that Donald Trump posts on his channels and, and all of this kind of th thing. They, they don't know anything else. They're being spoon-fed, you know, this diet of, of Trump, 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 and he's good, and they, the charisma, you know, the rallies. Um, they just don't see anything else. And, and they don't want to, you know, which is part of the problem. So, Bess Levin, folks, in Vanity Fair today has actually got a really good article where she's put together this worst-case scenario. What if Donald Trump gets reelected in 2024? What in the hell does that mean? Let, let's just go back and face that reality. What does it mean? So the article is entitled, Trump's plans for a second term are so bad that they almost make the first one look good. And again, this is Bess Levin, Vanity Fair. And the first one that she talks about is career civil servants are out, diehard loyalists are in. Shortly before the 2020 election, Trump signed an executive order known as Schedule F, allowing his administration to gut employment protections for thousands of career federal employees whose jobs, which range from making sure the air is clean to ensuring food and drugs are safe, are not supposed to be the subject of whims whomever is in the White House at the time. Stripped of such protections, the move would have given Trump the power to fire whoever he wanted and replace them with individuals whose chief qualifications were unflagging loyalty. Obviously, she goes on to say that Trump wasn't around to see this plan to fruition, but it would have happened if he was elected instead of Joe Biden, and we can expect this to be the case if he gets elected again. So last year, this is interesting, Axios reported that Trump-aligned conservative groups have been working on vetting potential Trump administration employees, and that sources close to the ex-president anticipate needing an alternate labor force of unprecedented scale of perhaps as many as 10,000 vetted personnel to give them the capacity to quickly replace obstructionist government officials with people committed to Trump and his America First agenda. You know, Trump doesn't, he sees someone that's just doing their job in a non-political way as someone who gets in the way. Everybody's got to be loyal to Donald Trump. That's one of the main problems with Donald Trump. He can't take no for an answer, and he's not going to have anybody there except a bunch of puppets. It's going to start looking a lot like Russia, folks. In an interview, Trump ally, ally Jim Jordan told Axios that he had discussed the prospect of in-mass firings with another individual close to the ex-president 
and that the line we talked about was fire everyone you're allowed to fire and then fire a few people you're not supposed to fire so that they have to sue you and you send the message that's the way to do it. So they figured that they're going to need 10,000 people and they're working on it today. Isn't that nice? And then she goes on to talk about there'll be no restraints on Trump's worst impulses. As the Los Angeles Times noted this month, in his first term, Trump initially surrounded himself with aides who sought to temper his impulses. People like White House Chief of Staff John F. Kelly, Defense Secretary James Mattis, and then for a little bit, Jeff Sessions. Those moderating influencers are, are totally gone. In 2017, Trump arrived in the White House unprepared, with no clear idea of how to force the federal bureaucracy to turn his whims into action. If he wins this time, he'll bring a team of loyal aides who have been planning their return to power for months and who intend to start by purging bureaucrats who stand in their way. Remember Stephen Miller? Well, he's been at hard at work today, and probably working on it now, identifying and assembling a list of general counsels who will aggressively implement Trump's orders and skeptically interrogate any career government attorney who tells them their plans are unlawful or can't be done. So Donald Trump, as she goes on to say here, it's another way of saying that he apparently he's looking for people who will help Trump break the law. I mean, it's, this is going to be a real hit for America if this man gets reelected. And of course, there's going to be another war on immigrants, right? Speaking of Stephen Miller and family separation, during a town hall with CNN in May, Trump refused to rule out the possibility of bringing back the barbaric practice. During Trump's time in office, thousands of children, including infants, were ripped from their parents with no process in place for reuniting them. And he'll probably bring Stephen Miller back to do it again. And then speaking of the economy... I wonder if the stock market will love this. In August, Trump announced that he would win it. If he would win a second term, he'll automatically slap a 10% tariff on virtually all foreign goods coming into the country, an idea that economists on both sides of the aisle criticized. In fact, Adam Posen, the president of the Peterson Institute for International Economics, called the proposal lunacy. And we've talked about this before. When you add a 10% tariff onto everything, you're just going to pass that, that cost down to consumers. It's going to drive up, drive up inflation, and then you've got the Federal Reserve going back and raising rates again. And, and if they do it again, folks, I mean, that could be all it takes to push us into a recession or worse. And then you've got, she quotes here, she says, You know you're not supposed to do that. I will send in the National Guard until law and order is restored. You know we're not supposed to do that, is a real thing Donald Trump said at CPAC in March while speaking out about crime in cities, adding, frankly, the federal government should take over control and management of Washington, D.C. I wouldn't even call the mayor. So he's going to use the National Guard as his private security force? You know you're not supposed to do that. So wherever he wants, he's going to use the National Guard to do whatever the hell he wants. Folks, I mean, it's it's tragic if he gets reelected. And of course, you've got January 6th pardons. Trump has said that he will pardon a large portion of the people convicted of federal crimes following their participation in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. And many of those... Folks will receive an apology, not just a pardon, but they're going to get an apology on top of it. 
And then as far as education goes, of course he wants to get rid of the Department of Education and have states run the education of our children. And many of those states have put in, like Iowa, voucher systems where those schools that get the $7,000 voucher per student, there's no limits on what they can do with the money. They can do anything that they want with the money. There's no oversight whatsoever. They can invest that money into politics. They could do anything they want. So we'll see more of that, in addition to what Donald Trump is calling transgender insanity. So let's blow up a situation where half percent of the American public basically is saying that they're transgender, and let's make it a big election issue, right? Talk about doing something that doesn't help anybody. You know, let's look at one half percent of the American population and run that up the flagpole to some big thing. So then he's going to go after transgender care, of course, punishing doctors and hospitals who provide gender-affirming health care to minors. And then you've got Ukraine, where he's obviously not going to fund the war in Ukraine. Best Levin says it's not entirely clear how a pot potential Trump re-election would impact Russia's war in Ukraine, but it would presumably not be good, given his deep and abiding admiration for Vladimir Putin and the fact that he refused to commit to backing Ukraine during a CNN town hall in May. Why would he? I mean, of course he's going to support Vladimir Putin, which means Vladimir Putin is probably going to be more engaged than ever in this next election. What do you think Vlad is going to do to try to re-elect Donald Trump this time? And of course, abortion rights are going to be on the line. Burning the planet in a shallow grave, revenge prosecutions. After he was indicted over his handling of classified documents, Trump wrote on the truth social in all caps, I will appoint a real special prosecutor to go after the most corrupt president in the history of the USA, Joe Biden. The entire Biden crime family and all others involved with the destruction of our elections, borders, and the country itself. On Glenn Beck's show, Donald Trump was asked, Do you regret not locking her up? And if you're president again... Will you lock people up? Donald Trump said the answer is you have no choice because they're doing it to us. They're doing it to you, Donald Trump, because you're a criminal and you really should be locked up. That's why they're doing it to you. But he sees no wrong with anything that he's ever done. Nothing wrong with it. So, folks, I mean, it's to call it a tragedy if Donald Trump gets reelected is an understatement. And until that election happens, we have to work like hell to make sure that Trump doesn't get a second term in office. Till next time, folks.